Uh, wait, I was going to tell you one other thing. What was it? Oh, it was so important. Yeah, I always forget those things. <sighs> and you say I'm getting old. Sheesh. <laughs> So it's it's uh, it's Tuesday. It is uh, it's a little later than normal because we've been enjoying a a lovely offline conversation. <laughs> a lazy Tuesday morning. Conversation. A lazy Tuesday morning. That's right. Uh, it is Tuesday. You're listening to on taking pictures. This is episode 134. And 133 it, weeks we've been doing this, and and here begins 134. Uh, and it is. F- freaking cold here in new york city it's 30 I would imagine 32 it degrees is. today it's it's cold here it's it's because uh, they haven't changed the heat over we have these these goofy heating cooling things where they actually physically have to change the valves over in oh, during the I seasons see. yeah so they haven't changed mine over yet so, so there's it, always a few weeks where it's either too hot for heat and too cold for yes. whatever the other way around yeah yeah yeah, so it's it's like I, I woke up and it was 62, 63 degrees in the apartment. So, Ooh, little, little poor chilly. baby. I know, right? <laughs> but that's okay. I, how did you survive? That's okay because it's going to be seventy five today. Yeah, it's going to be thirty two today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going for a bike ride later in a t shirt. <laughs> yeah, I already went to the gym. <laughs> hey, you, 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 let me tell you something. Oh, hey, you know what I did? Okay, uh, wait, wait. We got we got to tell them who we are, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, keep keep, keep that. Yep. Don't don't lose it. I got it. I got Just it. Keep, keep circling. You know what I did? You know what I keep circling. Go ahead. That. All right. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from FadedAndBlurred.com, and and with me the 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 chili. Bill Wadman. <laughs> Cute. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so, what did you do, Bill Wadman? I signed up for the Adobe Creative Cloud Photo Pro thing, the ten dollar a month. I thought you already were that because you were an instructor. You got it through the thing. Uh, I had it. No, I was going to sign up and I never did. Oh, and okay. Because I already bought, I own Lightroom, right? You know, like I oh, paid yeah. for so Lightroom. You were, like, you were like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was a CS6 owner and then I had a, of, I, uh, yeah. had, I had played with <clears throat> CC. <clears throat> An extended trial. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, and it was like, you know, there's nothing about CC that really changes my world. You know, there, there really isn't like there's, but I was, I had to rebuild my computer cause I went back to Mavericks cause I okay. didn't, Yosemite was acting weird. And so I figured, you know, what, I'll just wait until version 10.10.2 or something. You know what I mean? Until it right. gets uh, mature. Um, so I went back and I was like, you know, what? I don't want to reinstall all this stuff and it's yep. $10 a month. And I'll tell you one of the things, which I think it does, which I hope that it does for paying $10 a month is, uh, is save settings. Ah, okay. So you reinstall and theoretically I think your like export settings and stuff in Lightroom will all be there and you don't have to export them and okay. reimport them it in and all that It saves all that in the cloud. Yeah, I think so. Which now, do, do do you do you get uh uh the 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 upgrade cycle yet? Do you understand or or, or is there no cycle? Cuz I I can't figure it out. It seems like here's a new version and yeah. we're including this. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, pretty much it is. I think it, they just come out with new ones when they're done with them, but I will give them a little credit. Cause what did we talk about this? Whatever a year and a half ago when this all happened, right. um, that they have not stood on their laurels. All of their software has been getting pretty significant updates over the past couple of years, especially, yep. uh, premier, 
and that kind of stuff. So it's our fear that they would do this and then just sort of like put out little minor tiny, like they've been updating. Right. And they've even done this thing where they call it CC 2014 now. So there was CC and now there's CC 2014. So there even has been sort of a version jump. Okay. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it works fine. You know, you, you log in and there's like a little app up in my toolbar and you can go into apps and you could say it has a list of all the stuff and the stuff you can install that has an install button and the stuff you don't have access to, it has a try button. So, ah, okay. So that's kind of a neat way of doing it. Um, I, you know, for I $10 no, a month, it's, it's kind of a no brainer if you're I, using I, that yeah. stuff. I still think they should have done that from the beginning instead they, well, of making it this sort of goofy exclusionary. I, I thing. completely agree, but you know what? For Lightroom and Photoshop for $10 a month, that's kind of a great deal. So yeah. anyway, I'm trying it out. If you cancel within the first 30 days, you don't, you're not done in. Um, and, and if you need to, you know, brush up pointers, tips, there are ways around that. We'll get to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, I just, want, I, just want to put, I just want to put that out there that I actually went and did that, which is kind of neat. It's actually pretty neat the way it works. You know, I mean, I don't know yeah. what kind of crazy DRM it's sticking on my system, but. Uh, there, it's taking over your webcam yeah. and it's taking screenshots of you at inopportune moments. So what, what have you come up with? You, you, you have your Fuji. You were going to sell your Fuji. You were going to buy a Leica or some, some illusion what last I, week. What? I wasn't going to buy a Leica. Well, I you were, you were hinting. Your Leica. You're like I I said. I'm sorry. Did you like a? Oh, Leica. <laughs> tip your waiters. Uh, I I really enjoyed. In fact, I still I, I'm a slacker. I didn't. I got to turn that. Film yeah, I want to see if the film came out. Yeah, you got to go uh, see your friend Tom or whatever his name is. What's his name? Does he still do film at his lab? Oh, uh, my, uh, Mike. Ike. Mike. Ike. Ike. Mike is his son. Okay. Ike. Ike is the dad. Mike is the son. They still they still do processing. <laughs> Uh, no, they have stopped doing black and white. They send it out now. Oh, so who, where are you going to get it done? Uh, I'm just going to take it to Ike cause the lab that they use is really good. Oh, okay. So, uh, so you'll get it back of, six to eight weeks from now. No, no, no. Within a week. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well drop that stuff off. Okay. So, so what, what do you, come I, you know, with? I, I borrowed a DSLR over the weekend okay. and I got to tell you, man, I, I really miss holding a DSLR. I miss the ergonomics. I miss the way I hold a DSLR. I, I miss the balance from it as opposed to these smaller cameras. Yeah, the smaller cameras are great because they're smaller, but there's just, there's a great feel that DSLRs have. And you know what? They're not that heavy. They're not that heavy. Like that whole thing. Oh, it's so heavy. I've lightened my load. It's like, how much gear were you carrying? If I can that carry became it an issue. and my walker, I'm good. Yeah, right. Jo- joke aside, though, that whole like, yeah. oh, it's so much lighter. It's like, what are you carrying around? Yeah. I guess if you're a wedding person, you're carrying like a D3 or some giant pro camera on your hip. Like, and you have yeah. two of them. I mean, if you. With a 24 to 70 or I mean, a 70 or to 200. Yeah. Like, I can understand that. But at the same time, like, you don't need that. But As even much. then, if you're using, let's say you're using uh, the new Sony, the the A, uh, what is it, the A7? Yeah, yeah, all that that series. Yep, A7R, all that. You put a, th- you throw a seventy two hundred on there. It's just it's as big. Com- it's yeah, it's just it's completely unbalanced too. Yeah, yeah. Now you've got yeah. this front, this front balance, this front lens heavy thing that you're. I, I, That's I don't why I kind of like the five D. It's like it's a little chunky, but it's just chunky enough to feel like you're holding it, you know. And it yeah. weights and it weights okay with the. Uh, with like the fifty one two or the eighty five one two, like it doesn't feel completely forward yeah. heavy. 
like you're gonna rip like you're gonna rip the lens mount out you know yeah yeah um so, so I'm, I'm looking i'm looking why don't you just go buy a 610 or something uh yeah is that what they are well, there's a, there's Nikon, there's a 610, there's a 750, which is a sweet camera. <laughs> oh, that's the new one. Now, what does the 750 do that the 610 doesn't? Uh, different sensor, apparently. <sighs> but same uh, resolution, but, right? But the, 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 the 750 does have the, the low-pass filter, which is kind of a strange move. Does the 610 not? I don't think the 610 does. Oh, well, I could the 610. And I could be wrong. And, and if I'm wrong... The 610, when I played with it, because we got one for my whatever, that it was pretty tight. Like, it felt good, you know? Like, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I I, I didn't use it, but I got to uh, hold uh, Jason Fossera's 600, and it's the same body, yep. and yep. It, it felt really good. Yeah, that's a, that's a good... For a Nikon, it's a good feeling camera. See what I did there? Well, look yeah. at that. <laughs> All right. Well, look at, look at Bill bringing the funny. I, I'm I'm glad you're going back, uh, considering a digital SLR. Uh, would you like to go back and consider just shooting Polaroid full time? Uh, you know what? I can I can I can I just tell you? I have been looking at Polaroid, but not why you think. I've been looking at at their their Polaroid mods to shoot wet plate. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so, I, I would love an SX-70 just to like put on the shelf, but I'm not going to spend $200 for a decent one to do it. Well, then don't buy it at Urban Outfitters. Right. Well, no, I mean like getting a nice, clean, yeah, actual yeah. leather one that's in good shape. Like you can find them on eBay and stuff. Yeah. And you know what's even kind of neat is you can get uh, wood veneer kits to replace Re- the leather. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can have different types of wood veneer on your, on your SX-70, which is kind of, for me, kind of dead sexy. That is dead I, sexy, but the leather's also kind of nice too. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. You're right. So uh, did you did you watch this flick? Okay, I watched the flick. And c- can I put a disclaimer here? Sure. Notice. <laughs> uh, I, uh, my friend Dave Bias is interviewed in it. Okay. Um, and I. So you. I, so you've got a bias uh, in your opinion. Yeah, I know Dave. I shot Dave uh, during 365 portraits, and we had lunch together, and we've emailed a few times, and and and. He's a fantastic, good guy. Yeah. It did feel like a 93-minute ad for the Impossible Project. A little bit. Uh, Well, okay, that and what I – the other thing that I took away from it is – and this is maybe even bigger than that for for me – was it was a love letter to Dr. Land. Everybody gushed about how great Dr. Land was and how dedicated he was. Yeah, but okay – all right, some of the people that they were interviewing in the first hour, yeah, I must have rolled my eyes two dozen times. Okay, well, uh, first of all, uh, for those of you who who did not oh, listen, okay, to yeah, last I'm sorry, week, sorry we're talking back. about uh, Time Zero, yep. the last year of Polaroid film, uh, uh, documentary available on uh, Netflix. Is it Netflix or, uh, or is on it Netflix. Amazon Prime? It might be yeah, on okay. Amazon Prime as well, but it's on Netflix. Okay. Netflix, uh, uh, you can get it uh, VOD for four or five bucks. Yep. Uh, we'll put a link in the in the show notes. Again. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes to the to the main thing. It's uh, look, it's okay. So what 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 was your what was your role? What was your eye roll? Okay, the people who are talking about okay, a number of things. They're they're putting up. Uh, 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 paper dolls to knock down. They're just like, we're going to be the last generation who has photographs of our childhoods. And it's like, no, there are more photographs of children now than there have ever been. It's just that they're not in a box in the closet. 
Like, and that's okay. Like, it's okay. different I, than what you were doing. Like, they it's were different. they were talking I, as if they're like that. This has been lost. Like, childhood has been lost. It's like, no. There are more pictures of my nephew in my partner's phone than of all the pictures of me when I was a kid. You know. Okay. See, I, I didn't take I didn't take that. I, I took it as they were they were really specific to the object. Like they're, they're, the, yes, the object they itself. Yes. It, you know? But like, at the same time, thing. they couldn't, the one girl couldn't even find, she was like, oh, I'm trying to look for this one picture I took of. And I don't know, it's somewhere in this giant pile of pictures. It's like, right. well, how much better is that than, than having it organized somewhere else? Um, uh, I, I will say I, I loved the, I, I don't remember his name, but the guy that had like three walls in his little sort of sitting area of yeah. nothing but Polaroids. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, however, a lot the, the, the pictures, the one guy was taking of like the miniatures against backgrounds, right? Like the, the, the one where it was like a, st- uh, like a, uh, action figure in front of three Polaroid pictures on a wall in a fake art gallery. Like that was impressive to me and like, okay, that's cool and a good idea and very cute and all that. Some of the other photographers, when they were showing the work that they were taking with the camera there, like the one guy whose girlfriend, uh, was was uh, you know in black like acting like she was dead ate the apple or whatever it is right i was like well th- th- that's not those pictures aren't that like do you really need polaroid in order to do that or are you uh, I, I feel like they're putting way too much weight on the technology okay and, and not but, enough on what they're actually trying to do okay it, it, maybe maybe i i i found this to be much like the Apple PC users. Polaroid users are are fanatical and love their Polaroid product. They love the cameras. Yeah, they, they love the culture. They love the yep. prints. They love the objects. And much in the same way that, that Apple fanboys, guilty, love Apple product, sort of without reservation. Yes, without regard uh, to reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in in many cases. Yeah, and and so so I'm 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 kind of torn in in where I fall on it because on the one hand I love the idea that it's that it's an object and and with as we were talking about the SX70 that's such a great object. Let's take the take the 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 the, the film and the prints yep. and all that out of it. It's just such a well designed right. object. It's a classic of photographic equipment. Yes, absolutely. And in, it's, in, it's a classic in, of design. Yeah. In, yes. in, in, in every way. I mean, it's for me, it's on par with Leica. Yep. It's on par yeah. with, you know, the, the most well-designed lenses because it's just a great object. Yeah, so ab- I, I absolutely. get that. That part, that part I understand. And you know what? Those aren't going anywhere. Right. Um, it, it just, it felt to me like there was such hyperbole in so much of what everyone was saying, mm-hmm. you know, giving things importance that it's like, look, let me back up. Okay. I I was never a shooter of 600 speed uh, the 600 film like the SX70 kind of 600 like the little polaroid ones. Okay. But I was a big You were u- the peel apart? I was a big user of peel apart when I first got my 4x5. That's what I used. Uh you know and and I use the peel apart on on I have a back for my Hasselblad that I can use the peel apart fil- film with. Uh in fact, a few of the Earlier pictures in my uh, 365 portraits things were actually shot on the peel apart Hasselblad or peel apart 
um, uh, four by five, that type 55 positive negative film that I've talked about before. Right. Like I loved that film. It's, it's amazing. You know, um, I was, and you know, I mentioned this to, to Conrad last night, we were making dinner and I was like, you know, I had to watch this movie for the show today. And you know, these people were talking about this stuff as if, as if like their, their, their parents died, you know? And I said, they, they, they've created, it's not about their work. It's about, it's, it's like their identity is, is defined by this product, which is just kind of strange to me. Like I, but I how, how is that any different than the people that, that glom on to Leica or Voigtlander lenses or it, no, it's, it's no it, different. It, no, it's not different. And, and if the people who glommed on to Leica were crying in, in Madison square park while talking about it, I would probably make fun of them too. But ah, I, okay. I guess, and she, but here's the thing. So, uh, she said to me, you know, when they discontinued 55, you were really upset. And I was like, yeah, I was really upset. And I still have a few slices that I haven't used because they're sitting in the fridge. And it's it's sort of one of these things where they're decaying over time because, you know, the chemicals go bad. Right, right. But at the same time, I don't want to waste them. So the candle's burning at both ends. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't want to use it, but I need to use it, but I don't want to use it. But I need, yeah, you know. they, 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 are dis- they are deteriorating themselves. Yeah, just by sitting there, you know. But... And I've had opportunities. A friend of mine found a a sealed box in his fridge, a 55, about a year ago, Mm. Uh, my friend. And and I said, Kent, you know, I was like, how much do you want for it? And he says, well, you know, they're going for $280 on eBay. And I think it's 20 pictures. So that would be whatever, uh, you know, uh, um, what is that one got to be a dollar? <laughs> right. It's like a dollar 40 a piece. <laughs> and, and it's, or, or I mean, uh, $14 Wait, a piece. Right? I was say, try I again. Slide it over $14 a piece. It's like, you know what? I loved that film. And when I could buy it for $80 a box and it was $4 a slice, that was one thing. When mm-hmm. it's $14 a slice, that's a whole other ball of wax. And, you know, even the Impossible Project stuff, it's $24, $25 for a pack, and the pack is eight eight frames. Is that film worth 4 to $3? I, you know, I reading, I've never used Impossible Film, but yeah. reading reviews, the Fuji, the FP100 yep. is yeah, still- Yeah, but they've discontinued that. Yeah, you can still get it though. You can get it on Amazon for nine bucks. Oh, can you? Because you, yeah. I mean, they stopped, they got rid of it at, uh, or at least the stuff that fits in the four by five holder, they got, they, ended. yeah, yeah, not, no, the, the, yeah. the 100 C, the, the, it's what, the three and a quarter by four and a quarter. Okay. So the stuff, the stuff that goes in my Hasselblad back. Yep. Yeah. You can get yep. it for $9. I looked last night. And gives you 10, how many to, for 10 frames? 10 right. frames. See, and, and so remember, buck in, a frame. Okay. You're right. And even in the, even in the documentary where he was talking about, um, where the chemist guy was showing how good they got their reagents, right. but then was comparing it to a, a, uh, a wedge test on an original Polaroid thing, which yep. was deep black to white. Like it was dead on. And then what they were using, which was just like a murky brown to white was the yeah. best that they had done at the time. And I know they've gotten better and I'm sure that they're better now than they were. And they keep revising, but obviously something got lost, you know, well, that, that's what we, you know, we've talked about that a few times and, and 
it's important to remember that they they weren't they weren't trying for kitschy, filtery, Instagrammy. They were trying to get the best reproduction that they possibly could. Yeah, the original Polaroid people. Yeah, yeah. The the, the quality of the uh, the good quality of of the the true Polaroid stuff was actually really good. Um, there's still no resolution in any of that stuff, except for the the positive negative films had mad amounts of resolution. Like mm-hmm. the 55 is nuts. Um, like I've, I, I've done, I've done knee to head, you know, shots of people and zoomed in on, you know, hairs around their eyes, you know, right. uh, it's scary in some ways. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I just, I watched this and, and I was just kind of watching these people and I'm just like, guys, and there's one point where the girl goes, there are all this stuff happening in Haiti and here I am crying about Polaroid. And it's like, yeah, you just made your own. You just made my point for me. Like, okay, yes, it's sad. But- yes, it's whatever. But this is not the world ending. You know, I, I don't know. It just it just felt that way to me. But but there, I don't think there's anything wrong with them being caught up and passionate about it. No, you, know, you, you, you I mean, where does that end then? Okay, well, I shouldn't buy a new camera. I should instead send money to Haiti. No, I'm, what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm fine with her being passionate about it. I'm fine with her saying, you know, I really loved shooting Polaroid for all these reasons. And, uh, you know, but it's, it's, it's going away. And so I'm going to figure out something else to do. Because it's because it's not about the it's not about if they if Canon went out of business tomorrow, I wouldn't be sitting around trying to find old Canon cameras to use in order to make what I make. I'd find something else to replace it because it's not about the equipment or the the thing. But but the fact that that some people would, I'm sure they would. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But to to me, then it's about you're talking about the substrate. You're talking about the medium. You know, and, but and that's what made it so special is the medium. That's exactly what, yeah, what they're, what they're lamenting. Special. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just, I never understood the allure of the Polaroid picture. And I understand like the artifact thing and, you know, and the guy said, you know, there's people were having their wedding pictures taken, but they won't see those for weeks. It's like, well, why not? The guy could send them a couple tonight. Send them to their phones. You know what? There are pictures and, and pictures that people post on Facebook are seen by 10 times the amount of friends that would ever see a picture that you took on a Polaroid that you had at a party. You know, it's like, so I feel like okay. some of their arguments but, but were very th- weak. This coming from the guy who spent five grand on a pair of speakers in a yes, noisy New I'm York apartment. I'm crazy about that stuff. Sure. Yep. So, I mean, everybody's got their thing. Everybody right? has their thing. Yes. And I just, I don't know. I just, I was watching this and I was like, everyone here needs to calm down. I calm loved down. it. See, but, the, but you, you are much more sentimental than I am. Yes. So I what think you, that, wait, what are you saying? Wait, what? Is, <laughs> what? I'm just saying, uh, I don't know. It was fine. It, it was, it was cute. I thought that it was a little bit too much of an ad for the, the impossible project. And I wish that it had, if you're calling it the last year of Polaroid, then show talk to they talked to it like two or three people who worked at Polaroid. I wanted it to be like a documentary about them shutting down Polaroid. Sure, you know what almost I mean? almost like the last role of of Kodachrome when they were yes, talking to people. I wanted at it more like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was less of that and more of a bunch of photographers that I hadn't heard of complaining that they can't get their Polaroid to take hipster pictures. That's what it felt like. And, right. and so it's, you know, it's fine. It's neat when they were showing the, uh, the equipment for loading the, pa- loading the pouches. Yep. 
and and that kind of stuff. It yeah, also I, shows I would you like how to see more of that. It shows you how specific all that gear is, you know. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, but chemical photography is nasty, nasty stuff. Even when the guy was talking about how they can't get a lot of the stuff anymore because the chemicals aren't available for environmental reasons, right, or right. you know, it's like, doesn't this tell you something? <laughs> it's yeah. like maybe this should just let it go. I don't know. No, I'll give you that, uh, and I um, and I, I agree with you. I would like to have seen more with with the design team and with the manufacturing team. Um, yeah, but those are people who aren't supposed to be on camera, as it were. You know what I mean? From the sender, well, yeah. they probably don't yeah. speak very that, well that, about it. That's why they get the science and technical awards at two in the afternoon on a Thursday instead e- of the primetime Emmys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you, I mean, have you ever shot one of the little, I mean, I mean, I've taken pictures with the Polaroids and the cubes or the, the strip uh, uh, flashes and all that kind of stuff back when I was a kid. But have you uh, shot one of those in the last 10 years? No, yeah. no. In fact, I went out in the garage. Yeah. I've got a land camera somewhere that was my, that belonged to my parents. Okay. It's out in my mom's stuff somewhere. I hope, uh, I found my, I've got a little 600 Polaroid 600 camera that I found. Well, that'll do. Um, is it one of the crappy plastic ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I also, I mean, there was a lot there. There was also a part where they were talking to some guy from the computer history museum, giving the typical thing about how, paper and records will survive long past computer stuff because computer stuff can't be read after what, you know, that, that old trope. Right. I, but I think that the difference is, is that now that things are moving into cloud storage and the internet and stuff, you know, if I have stuff on Dropbox or Google or whatever it is, Google is, if there's a new format that's better than hard drives three years from now, Google's going to move all their storage over to that. I don't need to manually do that. That's just, it's just somewhere up there, out there, and it's never going anywhere unless something really wrong happens or, you know, they, they, I delete it on purpose. The idea of like, oh, I have it on a floppy and I can't read it because there's no floppy drives anymore. That's becoming less and less of a thing as we move to the cloud. I think. Yeah, until there's an alien EMP burst and it yes. renders everything inert. Exactly. And then the whole argument where they were saying how I don't want to spend more time on my computer. I completely understand that and I completely agree. But just because you take digital pictures doesn't mean you have to spend hundreds of hours playing with them on a computer. You know? No, but but you know, it's it, it's really it, it boils down to what you're into and that's okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. I, I was watching uh, Brooke Shaden on on Creative Live yesterday. Yep. And she was talking about this this very thing about shooting versus versus editing. And her shoots go very quickly so that she can spend more time in front of the computer because that's where she shines. That's where she that's gets where fuel. she finishes. Yep. Yeah. So she doesn't want to, you know, take lights to the set and spend all kinds of a because admittedly she doesn't understand it and doesn't want to. Right. Uh, and if you've seen any of her work, it doesn't suffer because of it. Her work is beautiful. Yep. Um, but that's, you know, where, where you want to spend more time connecting with your subject. Right. She wants to spend more time holding a Wacom stylus. Right, right, right. Cause she, and that's I mean, okay. What she's doing is, is as much photo illustration or painting as it is sure. anything else. Yeah. Sure. So, and, yeah. and, and it's okay. And that's, you know, I, I tried to take away positives from, from this flick. I tried to take it away as, as a love letter to land, yep. uh, an homage to, to a format that, 
hey, you know, hats off to them. They're they're these these people are helping to keep this. And the fact that alive. they pulled that off is amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I I I will definitely give them that. And you know what? I'm going to uh, I'm going to put back in the thing. There was that there was that book which I can never remember now. Um, the one you just finished? Yeah, not that one. The the instant or whatever it's called. Um, <clears throat> I will, I will pull it up. It's called Instant, the story of Polaroid. If you really want the story of Polaroid, basically what you were looking for in this, there's this book called Instant, the story of Polaroid by Christopher Bonanos, B-O-N-A-N-O-S. And it's 10 bucks on Kindle. And uh, it goes into how they invented this. And at the same time, you know, it also goes into the fact that, you know, he had teams of people working with chemicals every night and coming back and showing him new stuff. It's not like he in his own room, you know, did this all by himself. He had teams sure. of, of, of people working on it. Um, and and okay, so now this is just wrong. The Kindle and the hardcover are the same price. <laughs> so That's you're going to get the hardcover? Of course I will. Yeah. See, I, I'd, I, at this point, I'm getting to the point where I'd just rather have the Kindle so I don't have another thing yeah, clogging up my isn't, house. Isn't that kind of the irony is you're buying an electronic version of a book about objects? Uh, yeah, but I'm also buying an electronic book, which is the next generation thing, which is what he was trying to create with instant photography. Oh, Jesus. There uh, it is. By the way, I'm reading the uh, Carrie Elwes book about the Princess Bride right now. Ah, inconceivable. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know, right? Um, which has all kinds of stories by everybody in it. It's pretty cute. It's not bad. Um, so anyway, I, I look. I'll put this in the show notes too. Uh, but this is this is this is a good. This is a good. I don't know. This is, I enjoyed this, it. This is a better history of. If you're looking for history of Polaroid and that kind of stuff, the book is much better than that movie. But if you're looking for uh, people waxing poetic about their use of Polaroid in the year 2010. Then go watch the movie. Uh, there's also a, a really great uh, Tashin book on Polaroids that uh, I have somewhere. Oh, you do. You know what's amazing about Polaroid is that they're really low res. If you ever actually take a Polaroid and scan it or photograph it and look at it like on a screen or try to reprint it, right? There's not that much information in them. Um, even like all your childhood photos, how many of them have I scanned for myself or Conrad that? We've gone in and said, oh, wow, look, they were actually focused on the fence behind the guy, right? not right. on the guy. Oh, but I've, if I've you only several. ever look at it as a four by six, you never notice. Yeah, I've, I've got a, 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 quite a few photos of me as a kid, Polaroid, and, and all of them are crap. Yeah, yeah. And, and by, by today's standards. Yeah, and, and they don't, they, I mean, they, they decay. So yeah, you have but, this but object. There is, there, that, that's the thing, though, is the object, and and it's analog, and it's you know, it's sort of like uh, you know, uh, uh, um, analog synths. You yeah, know? but you know what? It, it's digital. At a certain point, gets where the building blocks, the bits, the the levels, get so small that they mimic the smoothness of analog. I think I think digital audio has gotten there with. Uh, with DSD. I think that digital photography has gotten there. And you know what? The heart is not in the medium. The heart should be in the subject. The heart should be in, you know, what, what, what it is that you're creating. And I think that there's, 
I, I think putting so much weight and and importance on the tool you're using or, or the medium is like is kind of taking away from what it is that you're photographing. So you're saying I can photograph anything and look great on Polaroid, then. You know, I, I feel like it's it's giving too much power to to. I don't. I don't think it'll look film. great, but I think it will have a character that no other medium has. You know, yeah. look, look at your your fifty five. Is there anything you could do in Photoshop to make your photos look like fifty five? Uh, no, but no, no, no. That's it. No. Yes, but but that doesn't mean you that could the emulate photos- it. Yeah, yeah, you could emulate it, but I, I'm not even talking about that. But but it still comes down to what's in front of the lens. Sure. It just because they were taken on Polaroid 55 doesn't make them better pictures. I, in the I, same agreed. way that just because these po- pictures were taken on Polaroids doesn't make them better pictures. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, crap photo is a crap photo. Yes. Is a crap photo. Yep. Yeah. But the, there is a character to analog, whether it's sound or vision, that happens by the very nature that it's analog. Yeah, but I th- I honestly think that that is less of an issue than people make it out to be. And if you do, you know, if you if you if you talk to people or do, you know, not A/B tests, but if you do A/B tests and just sort of say, you know, which one is the, the sounds better, when it comes down to it, people can't tell anymore. You know. But can they not tell because they didn't grow up with? It? I mean, I don't look, know. You you listen to like like I don't know. An Oberheim OBX. Yep. There's nothing that sounds like it other than things that are trying to sound like it. Yeah, but a but there are digital copies of all those analog synths that sound pretty much identical to the original synths. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd still rather have like a, a Prophet 12 or something. Than all right, well, go buy new. a Prophet 12. I don't know. I don't, it's just like, it, 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 I don't know. I like these things. I just don't think that they're worth all of them. All right. All right. Uh, hey, let's talk about our sponsor today. Hey, if if only there were a place we could learn about some of these things. Uh, what? Wait a minute. There what? you go. What? Hey, uh, we're sponsored today by Lynda.com. You want to sing the a song? The show is brought to you by Linda. Wonderful Linda. You're going to start doing something like... Uh, I got to think of something. Last time you did the, the bingo song, but with... Linda, oh, Linda, oh, have you met Linda? <laughs> Linda.com for tutorials. <laughs> Linda.com is an easy and affordable way to help individuals learn. Instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on business, software, web development, graphic design, and more. You know, that's a little stiff. Could you, could you character that up a little bit? Come on. Linda.com works directly with industry experts <laughs> and software companies to provide timely training. Uh, often the same day that new ver- <laughs> often the same day that new versions or releases hit the market, so you're always up to speed with the latest iOS eight dot one dot one release. Honestly, th- they add new stuff, hand to God, almost every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's nuts. It's, it's amazing yeah. how much stuff they add. And uh, all courses are produced the highest quality, not like the homemade videos on YouTube. Do you want to try this today? <laughs> um. So today we're we're going to use the marquee tool. <laughs> if you press um, M, you can marquee and select things so, around. Yeah. So 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 you see the you see the dancing um, ants. Walking. They're marching, man. Yeah. They're not dancing. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, were we high when we were recording this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, courses- so they're way better than those. <laughs> courses are broken down into bite-sized pieces so you can learn at your own pace and learn from start to finish or just find a quick answer. So if you're looking up, like I was uh, uh, learning about uh, DaVinci Resolve this weekend, if you just want to learn about how to control color or whatever it is, you go find that chapter, you click on it, you jump right to it. Uh, tools uh, tools include searchable transcripts, playlists, certificates of course completion, which you can publish up to your LinkedIn profile. Great if you're a professional in the field. And whether you're a beginner or advanced, lynda.com has courses for all experience levels. And you can learn while you're on the go with lynda.com apps for the iPhone, iPad, and Android. For one low monthly price of $25 gives you unlimited access to 100,000 video tutorials. Um, premium members with an annual plan, Jeffrey, can download courses to their iPhone, iPads, or Android uh, devices and watch them offline. Yeah. And, well, and, and you can get the course files, which I dig. I was going to say, premium yeah. plan members can also download project files and practice along with the instructor. So you get to use the files they're using on screen so you can see exactly uh, how they're doing. And if it's not looking right, you can go back and watch it again because you, you probably you know what we should something. do? What? We should do... We should do notlinda.com yeah. and do a full tutorial and just to just to show people what you don't want. <laughs> just how, how bad it let's, could Let's do a full tutorial. Wait, haven't we on, done 133 like, of those already? Oh, oh. what? <laughs> there it is. Uh, for any software you rely on, lynda.com can help you stay current with all software updates. Learn the ins and the outs of the software tools to be more efficient and productive. And uh, you really, productive. Like I was just looking today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to – because I read the Resolve manual last night. And I was like, I'm going to go go on Linda. And, and they have a whole giant course on Resolve. They so, do. Yep. Uh, li- uh, yeah. Uh, and it, they've look, Resolve Lite versus Resolve Full. Yep. Uh, the tool set overview, installing yep. Resolve for the first time, foundations of light and shadow. Yep. Oh, wait, that's something else. They have a whole Ooh, thing wait. about, they have a Ooh, whole that's thing. that's a neat one. Foundations of light and shadow. Yeah. I got to watch this one. So, sounds, sounds very, it sounds right up your Sidoris Alley. Oh, come on. Hey, man. and we've worked out a deal with lynda.com to provide you with special access. Uh, special access. To all the courses free for 10 days. Just visit uh, lynda.com slash OTP and try lynda.com for, for free for 10 days. And thank you very much uh, for Linda for supporting 5 by 5 and on taking pictures. We thank them very much for their support. Did I ever tell you I met her? You did? Yeah. 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 Was it was, uh, Nice lady. You hit on her or anything like that? Oh. Okay, I just I don't know. It was it was Jeez. back in your heyday. <laughs> back in my sixties. <laughs> back in your sixties. What is <laughs> what was the triumph the insult dog thing where he's just like where he's talking to Richie Sambori? He's like, you dated Cher when she was still in her sixties. <laughs> 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 and, when it went, and then he's talking to John Bon Jovi and he's like, I hear you're in a new vampire movie. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, finally a, requ- a role which requires you to suck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh. We got to oh. find that. Okay. <clears throat> uh. <Yeah. laughs> That's funny. They, man, that whoever that guy is, is genius. Genius. The guy that does Triumph? Yeah. He, you know what? I just, I was watching, what was I watching? I was watching some cartoon and he's the voice, but what was it? I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to put it in the show notes. Now I don't remember. I'm going to, I'm going to put Did you the, see the, the one where he, he was at the the premiere of one of the Star Wars movies? Yeah, he's like, which one of these, <laughs> yeah. which, which, which button do you press to call your parents to come pick you up? Yeah, yeah. Darth <laughs> For Vader. Darth Vader. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to the, yeah. Oh, there's lots of good stuff there. 
Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So what else we got to talk about? We got lots of we we got uh, we should get going. Uh, you want you, you want you want you want okay. talk torture? Let's talk torture. <laughs> Why waterboard someone when you can just show them painting? So I sent this to you. Uh, this was pretty funny. I sent this to you last week or a couple weeks ago. It's an article on Open Culture called "Modern Art Was Used as Torture Technique in Prison Cells During the Spanish Civil War." Yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk. And they show one of the cells. Yeah. And it is kind of genius. And and the reason I, I – A, I thought you'd like it just because it's funny. So not – okay. So the whole room is like strangely angled and there's curved walls. And then they, they, they cemented bricks on their sides all over the floor in like this strangely random pattern. So you couldn't even pace across the floor because there were all right. these obstacles in your way the whole time. Up, they're up on edge. Yeah. You'll, you'll see it in the, in the, in the show. Notes. And then, then there's, there's the bed, which is apparently at what, what angle is it at? 20, 20 degrees or something uh, like that? Enough where if you tried to lay on it, you would roll off onto the aforementioned bricks. <laughs> it's like. And then there's all these strange like checkerboards and dots all over the walls and yeah. and non perpendicular lines and it's it's very odd. It is very odd. But uh, it, here, uh, wait, 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 is there is a good it? quote there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the walls were covered in surrealist patterns designed to make prisoners distressed and confused, and lighting effects to make the artwork even more dizzying. Yeah. Evidence also indicates that elsewhere in Spain, nationalist prisoners, quote, were forced to watch Salvador Dali and Luis Bunel's film, Unchin Andalou, especially <laughs> an endless loop of its graphic sequence of an eyeball being oh, cut open. That is gross. I've seen that. It is pretty foul. Do they actually cut her eyeball? Looks like. No, it. Do they cut into it? Let me see this video. I forget. I forget. I, I feel You're going like- to watch it? Wait, are, are we watching? Are they cut oh, to the? Oh, oh wait, yeah, they oh, oh they cut to, no. they cut to a cadaver. Oh, they cut away. Oh no, they do. Oh, yeah, it's pretty rough. What? Yeah, oh, you no. never saw that before. No. Oh, I saw that when I was what when I was a teeny. <laughs> did we just ruin you for life? Why did Why did I watch that? <laughs> <laughs> Disturbed for life oh, now. I agree. I'll talk. I'll yeah. talk. <laughs> okay, so the oh, the reason why I want to I. I thought this was fun for us to talk about. It's is- not fun. I need a minute. <laughs> you do, do you actually need a minute? Oh, that was foul. That's rough, like right? That. It's rough. Yeah. I'll talk. Yeah. We'll put it in the show the, notes. The weapons are in the field. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing about it is that is there something inherently inhuman about art of the 20th century? Is there something to, to, to use to use your analog digital thing? Is there something uh, um, uh, inorganic about it in such a way that it really does feel like it is outside the way humans think or work? Does that make sense? Well, I think you could find examples of it. I don't. I, I don't think you can make a blanket statement that says yeah, all 20th century art. No, for sure, sure. But like all this Kandinsky stuff, like is that, when you do take it out of movie, you just made me watch. Right, the, right. But if you take this stuff out of context, and and you just see it as like a strange pattern on a wall or something, it does feel alien. You know. Um, yes. Okay. I'll, I'll grant you that. Sure. Yeah. Soulless, maybe. Soulless. Wow, that's a heavy word for you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I just found it fascinating. 
Anyway, we'll put the, we'll put this link in the oh. show notes unless there's something else you want to add. Uh, no, I just I need to go watch like Willy Wonka or something to get this out of my head. Willy Wonka's pretty trippy too. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, what? it this is this this is really odd. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you guys think? Uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Take a look. I'm not saying. Go watch the video. Oh. <laughs> they must have gotten a cadaver, right? I. They had to. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, <laughs> what's next? Yeesh. <laughs> I know. Uh, hey, uh, you know this this whole black and white thing? Mm-hmm. Gimmick. You mean? Do you mean the way photography was done for the first hundred years of its history? <laughs> I don't know. They, right? they had the they had the ability to do color, Jeffrey. Yeah, we're withholding. They just decided not to. Screw you guys. Because the, because the black and white was a good gimmick. Uh, this is a silly. So part. so their argument. Whose whose argument is this? Is this? Oh, Alan Murabayashi. Murabayashi. That's a hell of a name. It's a cool name. Alan Murabayashi. Uh, that sounds like a, a Murabayashi. Sounds like a corporation in a William Gibson novel, doesn't it? Yeah. It, I first of all, he's that's a great name. <clears throat> oh, it's a great name. Yeah. He, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. He, there's in the third paragraph. He said, uh, <clears throat> "Even Leica jumped onto the retro in retro in in, in uh, parentheses black and white train by releasing the Leica M monochrome in 2013 to a collective shrug of the internet." Actually, you still can't buy those because they're sold out all the time. <laughs> I, like that, you're completely wrong in saying that it was a collective shrug from the internet. And a, what the hell do you care what the internet thinks? Photographers <laughs> love that camera. Yeah, they, I know they people who swear by that camera. Like, have sold everything they own to buy one. Yeah, I, I don't, <sighs> I don't get his argument. I mean, he goes on. Recently, the quote black and white challenge end quote has emerged on Facebook. Yeah, I got challenged and I, I didn't do it. Is that bad? Yeah. Am I a jerk for not uh, doing it? Is that what is it? Are you supposed to dump a bucket full of D seventy six over your head? Uh, <laughs> that was good, man. We're on fire with the bad and jokes fuego. and puns today. <laughs> Go ahead. You're saying uh, uh, photographers call each other out to shoot and publish a black and white image for 30 days. For okay. some, it's a constraint meant to creatively inspire to others. It's a way to flex their past uh, of shooting in black and white tintype studios and DIY kits are abound. Okay. So that's wrong. Um, yeah. Shouldn't it just be abound? Yes. Uh, a segment of consumers seems to believe that's, Okay, that's um, a certain authenticity that older methods and processes can. Hey, that's you. Think it's, I don't think it's an authenticity <laughs> that that it's just it's just a different way of working. Yeah, yeah. But is black and white a gimmick? No, it's not. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> given that humans see in color, is converting a photo to black and white uh, an act of self-importance? No. Uh, a way to make an image appear to be more significant than it otherwise might be in color? No. I will uh, tell you that a lot of the time that I come home with raw files and then I work on them for a while in color and I go, eh, I wonder how this will get black and white. And I switch it to black and white, especially like portraits and stuff. I almost always go back to color mm-hmm. for me. I like look at the black and white and I go, yeah, it's nice, but I'm throwing away a whole other dimension. 
Uh, Yes, there are those who would argue. I have a couple of really good friends who who argue that color is a distraction. Yeah, yeah, I, I, right. I was gonna, I was gonna use me as an example in that direction, and somebody else as an example of right. Where with black and white, it's more about the shapes. It's more about right, right, right. all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and then there's the Joel Meyerowitzes who say, you know, the color is what gives it. You know, a picture with color in it can be about the color. It doesn't need to be about the sure. structure of the photograph or sure. whatever else. The, the problem with this Link Beatty. It's totally argument yeah. is is you could say the exact same things the other way to color. Yes, exactly. So it, it, it it's just in funny. fact it's, in fact the art world up until Eggleston, you know, as as the story goes, right. felt exactly that way. Right. That right. it wasn't right. serious unless it was black and white. Right. Um, and color was 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 for snapshots and not for art. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just funny. It's just a link baity thing, but you guys might get a kick out of it. Yeah, it's true. I, I yeah, I, look, I don't shoot that much black and white. I think it's I think it's neat, and I think it's fun. And I think with certain subjects, it works really well. Um, I think it's in some ways. Uh, I was going to say it's harder to take a good black and white picture, but I think it's hard to take good pictures. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's hard in different ways. Uh, there's certain things that look cool just because of color, or there's certain things that look cool just because of black and white, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, that's kind of a silly one, but we'll yeah. put it, I'll put it in the show notes in case somebody wants to read it. <laughs> uh, all right. You put this in and I read this one, this guardian article. Uh, oh, I- oh, 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 the, yeah. Uh, uh, another one that's kind of <laughs> setting us up. Yeah. Knocking link, them down. Link baby. Uh, you know, and this, I thought this was funny uh, on the back of us, going to, you know, one of the premier museums in the country and seeing a photography exhibit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and photography exhibit. L- l- let's just reiterate the Philadelphia museum of art, as you pointed out, and, and I completely agree world-class. Yep. Class is so, fancy. so did they just get it wrong? And <laughs> you know, it's just, so uh, this guy's argument is that it's called flat, soulless, and stupid. Why photographs don't work in art galleries. Yeah. And basically he's saying just because it doesn't have a third dimension, like a painting does, they're always just trying basically photographs are always like a poor substitute for painting. Right. right. They're the, they're the, the, the redheaded circus monkey. And that a giant a, a, a giant print on the wall, even like a giant backlit, you know, what is it? What do they call those things? Uh, the uh, Duratrans. Duratrans. That's one brand anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, on the wall, uh, it could just be easily, just as easily be done if you just handed somebody an iPad and they could flip through the photos. Versus I don't seeing, agree with that. This guy's all. out of his freaking mind. He's out of his mind. Who's yeah. this person? Jonathan Jones. Yeah. You, 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 you stand in front of a Bertinsky or, or uh, one of, one of uh, Gregory Crudson's images from Beneath the Roses and, and then look at it on your iPad. Incorrect. Yes. I will say that the picture that they chose as the winning photo for the Taylor Wessing Prize in London this year, I don't I'm, get it. Oh, wait, I didn't click through it. Let me see what Scroll one. Scroll down. It's like a baby touching a dog that some people are holding the dog up to the baby. Wait, what? What? Uh, scroll down to the bottom of this article, second pair up. There's a winning picture in the Taylor Wessing Prize. See that? Oh, the winning. Okay, winning. I clicked on Taylor Wessing. 
Oh yeah, okay, that's not so good. Yeah, uh, and that, even that, even the girl with the skateboard, or like you know, it's just like they're or the one down the bottom of like the guy pouring wine, and it's like all all like uh, cyan. cyan. Mm-hmm. Like I don't now g- scroll down to the bottom of that and look in the related content area and look all the way to the right and it says portrait of jockey Katie Walsh. Yeah, that was the winner last year. Look yeah, at that. I remember that, that. picture. That's amazing. a terrific picture. So it's that's like a- I don't know what the hell they were thinking this year. Because that's yeah. a fantastic portrait where the thing with the kid and the dog, really? Like the composition isn't good. The lighting isn't good. It, I don't I don't see that at all. But, you know, what am I? What do I know? Yeah. I entered one. Uh, I didn't even get to the last round. So what do I know? Uh, um, yeah, I, I, it's. This is somebody, stupid. Oh, it was, uh, Hoops was going to enter that. Tom Hoops. Tom, if you're listening, enter next year because your stuff's way, way, way better than this. Yeah. Picture. It's just it's just weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, this guy's out of his mind. I mean, look, I agree that there are times when, but there are definitely seeing certain photographs printed large is a special thing. Yes. And and in a way that is not the same as looking at them on the screen. I mean, you, you look, you could again. This is like this link baity thing where you could you could say you know bad art doesn't work in galleries. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You could also say any photograph looks good when printed big. Yeah, I mean, like they're, they're you know, <laughs> you'll be amazed how ama- how yeah, wonderful yeah. your pictures look. I saw a link bait article on on Huffington Post this morning, and I was I was almost going to tweet about it, and it said this this tip for um what is it what is the what is the not pumpkins what is the uh, sweet pot- not sweet potatoes what's the stuff you make uh um. Butternut squash. This tip for cooking butternut squash will change your life. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I was like, Yes. No, it won't. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't. Religion? No. No. Philosophy? No. You know? It doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter if he has risen. When you read this recipe, that's the change. It's Oh, my God. This stuff is just yeah. so – like, this is the hyperbole that I feel <laughs> – that's even worse than the Polaroid documentary, which, you know, I didn't know if that was possible. <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to compete, you know. <clears throat> Unless you say something – it's like when they were putting up the uh, the quotes – when they release the new iPhone or whatever it is, and they put up yeah. the quotes from the things. And unless it says, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen since the first time I had sex. Like it, it like that's the kind of stuff you have to say and for, it's, for anybody to notice. You're, so you're, yeah. So people start writing so that they get noticed, right? <laughs> don't, is, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't do, that. do that. Hey, speaking of, uh, this is pretty cool. A, uh, article on the Shirley cards, which, okay. So surely you can't be serious. I am serious and don't call me Shirley. (laughs) Um, So back in the 1960s. Yes. I think it was, right? Was it the 60s? Okay. Uh, Photo labs would get... uh, So so originally, Kodak would sell film and processing as part of the price of the film, and you would send the film into Kodak to get processed. And they got sued or something, and they were forced to split up the processing from the film sales in 1954, apparently. And <clears throat> that's when you had this huge explosion of um, uh, labs, you know, where you could go take your film. But, of course, they wanted to keep up some sort of quality consistency. So uh, 
they would send to the labs these uh, pictures, prints of pictures that they were correctly exposed and correctly printed right. to, as, as a color match reference. Yeah. You could compare your whites, your skin tones, your reds, your blues, all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there were these like sort of classic pictures, one of which was called, which is known as the Shirley card, which is this... Uh, this this uh, young woman with a uh, red and uh, red white and blue sort of banner behind her. This you know pretty white girl with sort of red hair. Uh, it, it, it to use as to use as a standard, but apparently it became a problem because uh, Kodak film was sort of tuned to look good for white skin tones. Right. And it wouldn't look that good for black skin tones or, or you know, other other different ethnicities, skin tones. Right, right. Which I just, I never really thought about, you know? Interesting, right? Yeah, you would think that they'd be going for straight accuracy, but really what they were going for was to, to tune it so that it looks good for exactly what people want it to look good for, which is, you know, the skin of their loved ones, which in the beginning of photography was probably more white people than not, you know? Sure. Fascinating. And so there's this article on WNYC with a little audio thing um, talking about it. I, I just, it's funny that what is the classic uh, Kodak? Isn't there some other Kodak picture with like some woman and, and a whole bunch of like a gray card and a step card behind her? You know what I'm talking about? I, I have seen several. I don't know if there's one that, that stands out to me. There probably is, but I don't know it. Here's my question, Jeffrey. Is there. Wait, wait. Can I read this one thing? Sure. Uh, according to Roth, the dynamic range of the film, to your point, uh, both still photo stock and motion picture was biased towards white skin. And in 1978, the filmmaker Jean-Luc Godard famously refused to use Kodak film to shoot in Mozambique because he declared the film was racist. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I guess- People complained that photos of blacks and whites in the same shot would turn out partially under or overexposed. Because yeah. like you said, it was kind of tuned to certain certain colors and, and skin types. Interesting, he, right? He said that uh, that the beloved Shirley from the 1980s, I guess they had a different card, still shows up in Kodak software the lab uses from time to time to set up machines back to neutral. Crazy. I, here's my question for you. Yep. And I know this is a sort of a leading question. Okay. Is there such a thing as correct color? No. There's accurate color. Yeah. So accurate doesn't mean correct. Uh, I don't think so because we all see color slightly differently, right? Yeah. It's, it's, (sighs) I don't think so. I mean, you know, call me out on it. I'm probably wrong and I'm, I'm happy being wrong, but you know, I, I have seen photographs from any number of photographers who it was right for them, but I look at their (laughs) photographs and go, "Uh, that's looks a little off to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this, this looks like it could shift a little bit one way or the other well, warm, assuming cool. what they were trying to do is get it to wherever you thought it not where no you thought it should be i just mean that that you maybe thought oh it, it, it's actually a little cyan it needs to be here to to be neutral maybe they yes. weren't looking to be neutral is my yeah. point yeah yeah uh it's just it's i don't know it's interesting yeah. Uh, apparently, and this some guy on here says uh, photographers can submit their own images, and we create their own Shirley cards for them, so they can get the skin tones they like. So nice. they can custom make color palettes for clients. Uh, a whole other section of the film industry that, again, sort of was to the high priests of the lab. Sure, would do all the things that you now 
are doing in digital or have the power to do in digital were still being done in film. It's just that somebody else was doing it. Right. And it was, it was chemistry and light. Yeah. 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 This is, I don't know. It's an interesting article. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, What else we got? Do we have time for this thing or you want to jump? Okay. Uh, Brian Adams. Okay. Singer. Yep. Sure. Good photographer. Uh, But uh, also has created, yeah, a a secondary career for himself as a photographer. And he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I especially like the uh, the pictures of, uh, who's uh, Diana Krieger? Diane. Diane Kruger. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. The pictures that he took of her were amazing. Yeah. Uh, Known mostly for fashion as as a photographer. Yeah. I mean, he takes, I I think he takes stuff that is... um, What's it called? Is a uh, um, celebrity kind of stuff, probably because he knows people, you know. Sure, kind of thing. sure. Uh, but has spent four years uh, on a on a project called "Wounded: The Legacy of War," and it, it, he's they're portraits of of uh, military personnel, servicemen from from injured in Iraq and Afghanistan, and yeah. they are unprocessed. To a large degree, I mean, they're not—they're not prettied up. They're not polished. They're very raw. Yeah. Um, and and very powerful photographs. Yeah, he shot uh, basically shooting people like on a white background, right? He's right. Very minimal, one light. Uh, if you're going to do, you know, one light, this is the way you do it. Uh, yeah, they're 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 really nice. And God, man, the things that these people have gone amazing through. what they have endured and and come back. <sighs> It's, it's, you know, warning, they're pretty graphic. I mean, these are, these are people who have lost limbs and, and have been scarred and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're physically half what they were when they went there. Yeah. Yeah. It literally, literally, uh, Uh, but incredible (laughs) photographs. And I, I, I think I'm going to pick up this book because I, I just, I like his work, um, and and it's a it seems like it, tough to look at, but powerful stuff. Yeah, I man. Think. You know, it's like whenever I see these things, and not not to get political, whatever it is, it's like you see this stuff and you think, God, how many things are actually worth going to war for? Like actually worth people dying and getting maimed for? You know, I wonder how much yep. people in charge think really think about that without thinking about the political thing, without thinking about the jingoistic thing, without thinking about you know. Sure. Just sort of the, ugh, it's rough. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, good stuff. We will put a link in the show notes. They were up on Independent uh, over in the UK. Yeah, uh, there's a little, a brief interview with him. I'd, I'd love to talk to him. He's well, tough to get a hold of. I talked uh, to his assistant once. Because the pictures of Diana Kruger that I liked, I asked, uh, they looked like Polaroids to me. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Polaroid. Um, like large format Polaroid is what they looked like. And I, I just wrote, I wrote the studio and just said, Hey, are those, uh, and she wrote back. She's like, yeah, they were. And I was like, ah, yeah, I guess, guess uh, as a whole, the project tells a story of human sacrifice that due to the extensive use of IEDs in Iraq and Afghanistan is unprecedented in this country in the second half of the 20th century. Quote, I don't think anyone expected to see so many wounded people coming back End quote, Adam says, Asked if he felt a weight of responsibility in capturing such heroic personal narratives, Adam says, no, 
I just thought I should try to be as honest with them as possible because they were being honest with me. Mm. Yeah. So good. Shit. Yeah. I wonder if there's a certain point where he's going to be more well known for his photography than his music. Uh, I, I think as he performs less and less, sure. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I, I, I had no idea until a couple of years ago how much photography work he was doing. Yeah. He has like since the late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing, you know, Vogue and, 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 you know, Harper's and you, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about Joe Russo's email or you want to save that for next week? Uh, let's, let's, do we have, let's get, we're getting up there. We're about an hour. Uh, let's save it. Okay. Joe, we'll get to your email next week. Uh, and, oh, uh, did, uh, did you listen to, uh, to Tom? Yeah. From, from Michigan? Oh, it's actually this morning while I was waiting for my friend at the That's gym. That's terrific. Tom, you, you, you rock. Uh, I, now he's going to send us another voicemail where he I, t- I, talks about how excited he is that we mentioned him again. That, that's fine. I, you know, I, I have an idea. I want more gonna... people to just send us weekly e- voice yeah, two minute I, voicemails. That's right. That's right. I got, I've got an idea. That, is that where you were going? That, uh, I am. <laughs> okay. That Tom, you, you may, you may be tasked with something in the near future. Oh, I don't know. Wow. All right. Wait, if somebody wants to leave a voicemail, three, four, they call, seven, they call Tom and get the number <laughs> three, four, seven, <laughs> six, eight, seven, 94, 11. And you can leave us a message. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's fun. And, we like getting the messages. And do yeah, leave leave a message. Um, so how okay. do people do on this? On oh shoot, I forgot. I almost I. You know what? You I've got a bone to pick with on you. On talk, Mr. I don't do them. Is that what you're going to say? You you last week you're like oh I got a great idea I'm going to do this I do right have now. a great idea. In fact, you I'm know I'm going to do it. I'm oh, going to do it. Today. Show. You know what? It. I'm going to do it after this show. I'm going to put it up. I know it's late, but I had an idea for one that I wanted to try. All right. I was going to do it last night, and then Conrad had to use the thing to record her show about that Big Hero 8, Big Hero 6. Oh, how is that? Did she like la, it? La, 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 um, Yeah, it was, I, I went to see it with her. It was, it was cute. I mean, for a, you know, for a, it, it is not a supremely deep movie, but it is a super fun movie, and there was no part of it that I wouldn't want to see again. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Like I, this is a movie I would watch again with the kids in my life, you know? Okay. Definitely. Um, it's not a making you cry cause it's so upsetting kind of thing, even though there are sad parts of it, but it's, you know, it's, it's really cute and really funny, but not funny in a, like trying to be too smart kind of funny way. It's just okay. like cute. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's silly, but yeah, go see that. But anyway, okay. So, so, so distortion. Distortion, some really interesting, lots of stuff with reflections and, yeah. and, and lens through effects. Through glass, I saw yeah, a lot of those. Yeah. Yep. Uh, David, oh gosh, is it Reist? I hope so, David. Reist? Reist. Anyway. Who did the uh, one with the quarter down the, down the juggle? Uh, Fusera. Fusera Jason. did a good job on that one. Yeah, I like that one. he killed that one, Jason. Good stuff. Um, yeah, uh, 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 Matheson. I, did you see Matheson's picture? Uh, wait, which one was his? The, the, the water, the reflection. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you do that? I don't know, but it reminds me of like an early CG render, you know, like, yeah. a, like a Pavre test or yeah, something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, we can do, we can do whatever now. Uh, subsurface scattering. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bryant, cool one through a, through a window screen. Um, Millie, that's pretty killer. That's, but you know what? I'm tired of mentioning Millie. Millie kills it every week. Uh, I like uh, Rick uh, Engdahl's 
Uh, Which, uh, what is that one? With the one, one where he, it's it's the Matisse sculpture that he shot as a reflection in the water. Oh yeah, yeah, Refle- shooting down into the reflection. Yeah, yeah. That was that uh, was kind of neat. There Sebastian. was there was all kinds of good stuff in here. Yeah, good stuff. Where is that? Dubai. Where are you, Sebastian? Are you in Dubai? Is that where he's at, That's Sebastian not, Lee? Is that Dubai? That's not Dubai. Where is that? Way too much water for Dubai. Too much water. Okay. Well, where are we? London. Uh, that looks probably. I think that might be Melbourne. All right. Wherever you at, I like that. My uh, guess is that it's Australia. The I I love the one. I see. I said I wasn't going to mention her again. Damn you, Millie. But uh, the one where you can you can see her in the bottom right corner of the frame with like there's multiple mirrors on the wall and you can see her shooting into the into the frame. Oh, Millie being silly. Yeah. Hey, she's stuff. not using. She must be. What is that? An X. Ti, XT one. No, is, I think is, I think that's her Olympus, her OM OM five. She has an Olympus. Yeah, I can't keep track. All these people, you people with your like changing cameras every six days. <laughs> I've been using the same camera for three years. Hey, Patrick bought a new camera. Oh, for God's sakes, what did he buy? A uh, little Sony A six thousand. Oh right, right, right. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David Gardner, the, the the girl in the pool, looking up. That's cool. Yeah. That's nice stuff. Oh yeah, she he, uh, is that his oh, daughter Bill, or somebody? Bill Wadman. Oh no, Bill didn't get to it. So uh-huh. I'm gonna do it right now and put it up. I have an I have an idea actually. I, I was thinking about it last night, and then Connie had to go record her show, so I was off the thing. Oh, uh, I like the one that Martin did. Uh, Martin Rotz. Okay. At the uh, airport in Trondheim, Norway. That's a cool shot. Uh, I like that. Reminds me of a, a of a David Carson design or something. I love me some David Carson. Oh, God, I hate David Carson. I was discussing David Carson with somebody the other day. Because he's oh, awesome. I was, I was discussing with Neil Bolton because Neil used to uh, art direct magazines and he used to be editor-in-chief of a bunch of magazines. So he worked with David? Yeah, at one point he Lucky. did. Lucky. But then he was. we were saying how he – I said, I said my sensibilities go much more towards like modernist design and layout and typography – than the the Carson stuff. He's like, yeah, me too. He's like, you can't go wrong with the grid. It's true. You can't go wrong with David Carson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so th- this week, this week, uh, l- l- let's let's keep it simple. Horizon. Okay. Horizon. That's what fine. do you think of that? I like Horizon. Because that could that could go a number of different ways. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. See? I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, all right. Horizon is the new assignment. Hashtag Horizon. Uh, so have fun with that one. Um, what what do you think of the photog of the week? All right. So this is uh, Carrie Mae Weems. You put, Carrie Mae Weems. You you put this one in here. I did put this in here. So we're uh, born 1950. What was it? 1952. 1953. Yep. In uh, Portland, Oregon. Hey, Portland. <laughs> Does Portland need a shout out? That's right. You know, a, guy, a guy I know uh, who recently, this guy, uh, Kanan Flowers, who was a, who does that post show, one of these like video, he's okay. a big deal in that world. He does a podcast and stuff. Okay. Okay. And he moved from San Francisco up to Portland, like in the spring. It. And he was like talking how great it was and how cheap it was compared to San Francisco, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm listening to the show yesterday. He's like, yeah, so I moved down to LA and I was like, what? what? You were just talking to how great it was. Anyway. No, that's, that's there. What? He no. did. He said, no. he said he decided that if he was going to make the, take the next step in his career, he had to be in LA. Just 
Just to do an internet based show. Well, no, he's he does makes movies and stuff. Too. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I get that. I get that. Anyway, just you know, if you're going to live in Portland and do movies, then you or TV, or you're going to work on like Grimm or something. Yeah, which, which is I've, a great show. I've been. It's, it's I mean, it's not fault. a great show, but it's, it's a fun a, it show. Is a, it's a fun show. You I, know, the best got, part of that show is Monroe. If it wasn't for Monroe, Monroe yes. and and Wu. Yeah, Monroe yeah, and yeah. Wu were the best parts of that show. Yeah, I just I just watched the one where Wu was like eating the carpet and he was eat, you know like eating all the different objects because because of the the potion that that. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. What Henry Harry? What's what's the the partner's name? Uh um um, yeah oh. Hank Hank there Hank. Go. Yeah, good stuff. It's a guilty pleasure. I love that show. Yeah, it's I'm, I got silly, one more but it's fun. one more episode in the in the current season and then I'm on to the next one. Yeah, it's 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 a good show. Yeah. Uh, all right. So wait, how does, what does this have to do with, oh, right. Uh, so she's from Portland. So she's yeah. from Portland. Uh, and that's so where they, yeah. Go 1953, uh, African-American female photographer. Yep. Uh, and as you were pointing out, has done tons of stuff. Yeah. You look at her bodies of work. There are video projects. There's photographic projects. There, there are, we were talking about this before the show a little bit. A couple of the things we, we've mentioned, Richard Prince on the show, yep. uh, who, who kind of remixes existing photographers work. Uh, a couple of her series, one called Mandingo and one called Slow Fade to Black, her sort of re-photographing or, or just re-editing existing. Reinterpreting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting stuff. In addition to, you know, shooting a ton of different things. I like the kitchen table series. I love that series. Yeah. That was probably my, my favorite stuff. Yeah. And it, although, you know, I, you know, I go back and forth on that whole, I'm going to take old photographs and blur them and tint them. And now they're mine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you really don't know how I feel about that. You can definitely say though, that she is almost more of an artist than she is a photographer. Uh, yeah. An artist who uses photography to a great extent. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah uh, yeah. I like the American icons series or just something. Okay. Now let me ask you something, Mr. Wadman. Dun, dun, dun. Go ahead. T- click on, uh, American icons. I'm, if I'm you, looking at them. Okay. Would these photos work better in color? In your opinion? Uh, actually in my opinion, yes. Okay. Do you think they wouldn't? I don't know. I think it depends on the color. I, I think that, yes. Well, I, yeah, but I think at the same time, these pictures, okay, look at the first one and the second one, right? And think yes. about the, the yellow color of the incandescent light that would be coming down on that, you know? I mean, it could be gorgeous. It could be really nice. Or the third one with like the, the, uh, the desk lamp with the guy, yep. 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 like if that was, if that was like more like tinted blue, if it was like a green, you know what I mean? Like there, there could be something, I don't think that these pictures are better for being black and white. Okay, that that's kind of what I was trying to get to, because I don't think particularly these these photographs are about form. But is it is it a crutch in your opinion? Again, to is use it a black crutch and white. to use them as to to do them in black and white? Well, these were done in the eighties, so she probably actually shot them in black and white. Right. Um, do you think that that makes a difference? Where nowadays black and white is a is a it could go either way decision post photographing in a way that it wasn't as much in, I mean, I know you could turn a color thing black and white. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I, you know, cost aside, it's one of the things that I find fascinating about the, the Leica M is you've, you've now that you're in the digital realm, but that choice has been taken away. That particular choice of color versus black and white. How do I, you're talking about the monochrome. 
Or yeah, the, yeah, the, isn't that is it like a M? Did I did I say that wrong? Well, you said the like M. Well, the like M is the whole series, but you were talking about specifically okay, about yeah, the monochrome. Specifically the monochrome. Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, where where that that particular option has been taken away from you at at the time of shooting. Yeah, that I find fascinating. I, I I you know yes, you can turn all those things off in modern digital cameras, but you still have a choice. And and shooting with with a monochrome camera or a monochrome film where you you simply don't have that choice is interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. Um, I, I think that, I mean, first it used to be originally black and white. If people were using it in the seventies and, and, and whatever, for a lot of people it was cost, right? Cause black and white was so much cheaper. Sure. Um, so I wonder if that also has, is, is an angle that, that, that could be discussed, you know, where, where, where for up and coming photographers, it was an inexpensive way to shoot a lot. Yeah where color costs a lot of money and was much more difficult to do. So, I mean, there's all that kind of stuff. You know, can I ask you a question? If you go to contact on her website and it says you can contact her through the gallery and here's the gallery info. Uh, contact Carrie through. Okay, sure. Do you think that, that being that, um, this is a judge judgment word unapproachable by not having any sort of, you know, if you want to get a hold of me, send me a thing. Here's a contact form or whatever is something that can still be done today or do we have to be much more open today because the art world isn't like it used to be? I, I, yeah, I mean, look, I I think you can still do this. I mean, who knows why? Maybe oh, sure, people do this. Or do you think using... it's... Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, but I'm saying, I guess, is it a bad idea to do that? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, look, somebody like Crudson doesn't even have a website. It's true. Yep. And it, I don't, it doesn't seem to be, you know... No, right, but he's, for the wear. he's also been doing it for 10 years, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I, man, I love this girl's work, lady, woman, yeah. sorry. I like the, um, it's interesting the way that she tints a lot of these. Uh-huh. Cause They're, they'll be tinted the, like uh, really cyan or really pink. Yeah. I'm looking look, at African jewels. Yep. That one's great. Look at, uh, from here I saw what happened and I cried really harsh, uh, vibrant tinting on those. Yeah. See, I've seen these before. So where mm-hmm. somebody, you've seen these hanging? No, but I've seen them online somewhere. I remember looking at these with the text over the old pictures. Okay, so here, let's see. Uh, uh, her bio. Let me read, read just a little bit of this, please. Uh, during the past 25 years, I've worked toward developing a complex body of art that has at various times employed photographs, text, fabric, audio, digital images, installation, and most recently, video. My work has led me to investigate family, relationships, gender roles, the histories of racism, sexism, class, and various political systems. Despite the variety of my explorations throughout it all, it has been my contention that my responsibility as an artist is to work to sing for my supper, to make art beautiful and powerful that adds and reveals, to beautify the mess of a messy world. What a great line. To beautify the mess of a messy world. Carrie, that's nice stuff. Uh, To heal the sick and feed the helpless. To shout bravely from the rooftops and storm the barricaded doors and voice the specifics of our historic moment. I like that. You like that? Too too pretensey for you? No, that that is better than most. Because in some ways right there, you know what's interesting about that? She's not talking specifically about on this piece I did this and goes on for six months. She's yeah. more just saying, this is kind of what I'm trying to accomplish overall. Uh, and I, that I love somehow the acknowledgement is, that it's work too. 
This is yeah. my job. This is not just when, you know, the muse happens to descend softly and land on my shoulder. This is this is my responsibility. I have a responsibility to the craft, to the art, to to these subject matters that I that I choose to tackle. Yeah, I wonder where she works. I wonder where where it is. Uh where she lives. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I, like, I look at this stuff. I always look at this kind of stuff and I go, can you sell enough of this stuff to support yourself? Well, I, I mean, look, she's in she's in galleries and museums. Oh yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's like it's amazing to me how that works. Oh, these pictures in the Louisiana Project are pretty too. Wow, those are really nice. So go check her out, uh, Carrie Mae Weems. Carrie Mae Weems, good stuff. And uh, yeah, something different. Yeah, I like those. Those are nice. The Louisiana ones. I like yeah. the ones with the uh, crosshatch, the uh, one in silhouette. Yeah, kind of the, the gobo in front of the light. Yeah, yeah. I like the that. Ones with with the donkey silhouette. heads are scary, though. In the middle. Uh, with the oh, yeah. The, 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 the elephant, donkey, and a zebra. Yeah, it's weird. Man, I wish I could have seen this exhibit. I love the way it's laid out. It's <sighs> got, really nice. Got anything else to add? Uh, no, this is good stuff. Carrie Mae Weems, go check her out. And, uh, what, 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 are the, what if they want to, what if they don't want to, uh, leave a voicemail like, like Tom from They Michigan? can, uh, send us an email podcast at ontakingpictures.com or, uh, or, uh, Twitter, uh, at Jeffrey Sidoris at Bill Wadman. And, uh, and I think that's about it, right? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Next week. Uh, what are we doing next week? I don't know. Who owns? Who owns art? Ooh, good question. That's a good one, right? There's yeah. a new Banksy documentary. Of course there is. Wait, uh, that Banksy made or that about Banksy? The Banksy made, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, arts on the rise in, in uh, the university system. This is kind of an interesting article. We'll talk about that too. And then uh, uh, Joe's, Joe's email and I'm sure tons of other cool, interesting stuff. Uh, all right. We can totally hey, do that. Can I, can I say one, one more thing, please? Sure. May, may I? Uh, if you haven't tell, tell a couple friends about the show. We, we'd like to, to get this, get this growing still and, and keep new listeners. We love new listeners. We're getting close to 1300 in the group. Uh, if you, if you haven't, uh, please leave a review or a rating on, on iTunes. Uh, it helps new people find us and it helps new people kind of figure out what we're about so they don't have to go back and listen to 600, uh, 600 yeah, back, back episodes of the show. <laughs> it's probably so, like 200 hours of us talking. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so that would be great if you would do that. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And check the show notes. Uh, five by five dot TV slash OTP slash one, three, four, one, three, four. Yeah. All right. And we and will we'll, we'll, see, we'll see you all next week. week. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. So I can hear